church. It's great to be with you again today. But before I get into my message for today, let me share with you a couple of testimonies that have come in this week that I hope will really encourage you with what God is doing at this time. The first couple are from some families within our church that have been looking for rental properties. And they've been doing it for months now and there seem to be no open doors. But just in this last week, both of them got brand new rental properties that they moved in this weekend uh, through God's provision. The first couple was Ali and Stephen, who have moved down from Queensland, Monica and Mao's family, and they've been searching since they've moved down, and it's just amazing that God has given them a property right in our area, right near the church, right near the, the girls' schools, and it's just God's provision. The other couple was Alex and Luke Bourne, who are Stephen and Judy's family. Um, they have also been looking for a property, going to inspections, 20 to 30 people being there, putting in application after application, and nothing changing. And, but this week, on Monday, they got the okay for a property and have moved in this weekend as well. How good is God to provide for them? And they're just a testimony to, to persistent faith. They didn't give up. They kept persevering, even though at some points they felt like, is this ever going to happen? They didn't give up, and God has opened the doors in the same week. How amazing is that? The other testimony I want to share is from David Burford. And it really ties in with what I want to share today around our message of community. Now, David rang me on Monday morning, and uh, it was great that he rang me. Uh, I didn't ring him. And he started to talk and encourage me. And he also shared from his heart that on the Friday before, he was feeling really discouraged. Things uh, had been going on all week where he was isolated at home. He couldn't go out very much, uh, doing the right thing, which is good but he was feeling a bit down with it all. Um, I think the words he used was cabin fever. And as he was feeling down, he, the voices started coming to his head, why hasn't anyone from church rang you? You know, Ben talks about community and that we're this great Christian community, but no one's rang me from church. And as he was complaining to God and saying, what's going on, God? Uh, God came to him in that, you know, that gentle, still, small voice, but at the same time, it's like a sledgehammer and hits you. And God said to him, very gently but strongly, David, who have you called? And in that moment, you can imagine David, he's like, oh, God, I haven't called anyone either. I'm not taking up my part. And so he started to get on the phone and call people and encourage people. And when I talked to him, he was really uh, excited uh, with what was happening. So rather than being discouraged, the calling and getting in touch with people encouraged him. And let me give this as a word of encouragement to all of us. Maybe you feel a bit like David did. Maybe it's time to get on the phone and give someone a call. Maybe you want to pray and say, God, who needs a phone call from me today? And get on the phone and give them a call. If you don't have their number, feel free to call me and I'll get their permission to pass on their number to you. But I think it'd be, it's that time and it'd be a great time where we encourage one another and build each other up through calls and connections like that. But let's get into today's message. Um, as I said, I want to go a bit deeper into what community is all about. But before we do that, let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for today. I pray that you come and encourage us. I come, come and speak to us. Lord God, it's amazing that your word is not defined by boundaries. It's not 
the boundary is no obstacle to it. And even as we are separated in our own homes, that your word still goes out and it can still change lives today as it did yesterday. And I pray right now that as I speak your word, that it would come and transform us into everything you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I want to look a little bit deeper into the context of Christian community. And as I was preparing this week, I really felt God say, let's share communion together. Now, communion is an amazing reminder of us that God has invited all of us into his community through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, in the early, when the early church was around and, and Jesus had ascended to heaven, there was a new word that started to be used that related to community. And that word in the Greek was called koinonia. Now, koinonia is used some 20 times in the New Testament, and it literally means fellowship, sharing in common, and the last thing they define it as is communion. Can you believe that? Fellowship, sharing in common, and communion. Now, the first time it's used in the New Testament is to describe the early church in Acts 2.42. I want to read it for you now. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, koinonia, and then the next thing they devoted themselves to was the breaking of bread and to prayer. You see, koinonia is how the early church described the community they had found together in Jesus. All these people had come into the church all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, they found themselves in this place where they were under the banner of Jesus. Uh, and you can imagine this, 3,000 in a day at, on the day of Pentecost and then even more in the weeks that followed. And all of a sudden, all these different people had come together from all different kinds of walks of life. Some would have been rich, some were poor. Some were for, for maybe laborers and some may have even been politicians or, or uh, people of upper classes. Uh, but the, the thing they found is that they had one thing in common, and that was their faith in Jesus Christ. And they shared that in common, and that held them together. You know, they met, the Bible says they met together daily, but it wasn't about meetings. It was about who they believed in and, and who had saved them and brought them into God's kingdom. And their faith in Jesus permeated every part of their lives. Now, as part of this community that was described, one of the things that they did regularly was break bread together. In other words, they shared communion together daily or whenever they met together. And today I want to have a deeper look at why communion was such a significant part of the early church and why it is also significant for us in this day and age and why the the element known as communion or the, the sacrament known as communion has become such a critical part of the Christian faith. I want to share with you a verse from 1 Corinthians 10 verse 16. The Apostle Paul is talking to the early church and he's explaining why communion is such an important expression of their faith together. Let's read 1 Corinthians 10 verse 16. In this Paul says, The cup we bless... Is it not a communion? That word there is koinonia, in the blood of Christ. The bread we break, 
Is it not a communion? He says again, koinonia, in the body of Christ. Let's think about that. The cup we bless, the cup we come around at communion, is it not a fellowship, a sharing in common, a communion in the blood of Christ? And the bread we break, is it not a communion, a fellowship, a sharing in common of the body of Christ? You see, the early church wasn't just drinking juice or wine and eating bread when they came, came together. What they were doing is they literally believed they were fellowshipping with God and each other. That they were sharing in common with what God had done for them. And they were sharing in common what we have come to know as communion. You see, in the early church, when they came together, they didn't just have a cracker and a bit of juice or a, a, you know, a piece of bread and a wine. They shared a full-on meal together. It was known as a love feast where they all brought food and they all shared it amongst each other and they enjoyed the community they had. But the one thing that they started with was to remember why they came together. It's because of what Jesus did. You see, when we participate or commune in, together in the cup, it reminds us that without Jesus, we are all sinners. It's only because of what Jesus has done that we can find freedom or forgiveness. In other words, the wine is a reminder that Jesus who was perfect, Jesus who was sinless, laid down his life so that we who are sinners could be set free we who are sinners could be forgiven. You see, when we participate or, or share the bread together, it reminds us that Jesus came to make us whole. That we who were broken, uh, were living lives that were broken, could find wholeness and healing. You see, Jesus who was perfect, Jesus who was whole, took on our brokenness so that we could be made whole, so that we could be new creations and that we could become a part of his family. See, this is the heart of the, our Christian community, that we all share Jesus together. But in the same idea is that Jesus receives us all to himself through what he has done. So you see, Jesus takes everything we have. He takes our sin. He takes our brokenness. He takes our pain and our hurt. He takes our guilt and he, our shame. And he exchanges it in that communion, in that fellowship, in that sharing in common. He exchanges it for his wholeness. He exchanges it for forgiveness. He exchanges it for healing and wholeness. This is the power of communion. This is what makes it so important. You see, we who were once sinners are now invited into God's family because of what Jesus has done. You see, in our hands today, I've got some from our church, and why don't you grab yours as well right now. But in our hands today, we hold a constant reminder here that because of Jesus, and because of Jesus alone, we are part of God's family. 
Because of Jesus, we have communion with God and each other. In other words, we have fellowship with God. And because of our fellowship with God, and because of what God has done for us, we have fellowship with each other. And this is the amazing thing that Jesus has done. That it, it, no matter what virus comes into our world, no matter what storm comes into our world, this doesn't change. The blood and body of Jesus doesn't change. That it is the same, what it did yesterday, it does today, and it will do tomorrow. It brings us into his family. It changes us from sinners to sons. It, it changes us from broken to whole. It brings us into God's family. And this is the exciting thing. This is why we have community, because of what we hold in our hands today. You know, it says in Romans 8, and we love to quote it, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Why? Because of what we hold in our hands. Because Jesus paid the price, nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. Not even death, the Bible says. And so this is the amazing koinonia we have, the amazing fellowship we have, firstly with God because of what Jesus has done, but then he has invited us all together to be a part of that communion, that together we share a commonality, a common union, that Jesus has done it all for us. So today, let's eat and drink in Jesus' name and celebrate the community we have in Jesus. Let's eat and drink in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for the blood that you shed for us, for the forgiveness of sins. That once we were sinners, but now we are sons and daughters of God. And Lord God, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. That we who were once broken ourselves are now made whole through our faith in you. Lord God, we thank you that we are not alone but we are part of your community, that we fellowship together and share in common your blood and your body that was given for us. And that will hold us in great stead. No matter what life throws at us, that will never change, that you have set us free and that you have put us in your family. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless and have a great week.